Guys, if you're a fan of the Sly Guy podcast, now is the time to get on over to www.patreon.com forward slash Sly Guy podcast. For as little as £2 a month, you get all the bonus content you could ever fantasize about, you could ever dream about, you could ever wish to see. You get the extra Sly Guy podcast every Monday. You get early access to this podcast, minus the ads, every Wednesday. You get Dog Walks with Davey, and you get the guest episode on a Friday, which sometimes will just be me and a guest, and other times it'll be the revered psychic in the stand-up podcast, which, by the way, has been described by somebody as as follows. Let me go in to my Patreon now saying, this is fire. And if you want to see that fire head on over to patreon.com forward slash podcast. You want to know where how to get there? The link is in the description of this video slash audio podcast. Guys, board the windows, try to hide. The big man's going on tour. That's right, I'm going to all the hotspots around the world. Paris, New York, LA, London. Nish, nish, mine here. I am going to Macrofelt, Antrim, Derry. Somewhere else that I can't remember off the top of my head. Banger and... So if you want to come and see me on tour, follow the wee link in this video. Get your tickets to any of those iconic locations. And this as well is just building towards, it's a slow juggernaut, trudge, trudge, trudge along the tracks to the Ulster Hall on the 10th of September, where I will be bringing my worked, my muscled, my stripped down, my pumped up show bits and pieces for your eyes only on the 10th of September. Again, the link is in the description. And don't be slacking because tickets are starting to go now. They're starting to out the fucking door now. The Sly Guy podcast is brought to you in association with Modest Beer. If you don't know by now, what's wrong with you? Modest Beer are a modest company making beyond modest beers. They're making fantastic beers for you to enjoy. If you want to know more about Modest Beer, check out their website. You might want to get some beer. You might want to just get some nice merch, www.modestbeer.co.uk or you can follow them on all the socials, Insta, Facebook, Twitter, at Modest Beer. Guys, buckle in, put your pants down and enjoy the show. I'm the Slag Guy. Guys, welcome to the Sly Guy podcast in our new homes. Welcome to my crib. Have a tour. The camera's fixed, it doesn't move, but this is the new setup. We have moved house, we have moved studios, we are in our new home here, just down the road from our old home. And guess what? To make things more exciting for you, the little bitch has returned. The little turncoat rat with the snake as a forename has returned to the podcast. At long last, the snake rat Ben is back on the show. Mister, where have you been? I've been having a great time, relaxing and chilling out. So what what have, what are we paying you for here? If you've just been on your holidays this whole time, well, where have you been? Tell me where you've been, what you've been doing. Um, Literally just at the caravan, yeah. chilling out. Well, but you know, still, still editing. Though. Still editing. Well, a lot of people have been getting annoyed at some of the sound problems, a few other things, because you leave me to my own devices. This is an issue. And also, this is the first time you've visited the new space. What are, what are your thoughts on the move? I like it. Very mm-hmm. red light district in here. Very though. red light district. You know what I mean? One of the things that people said to me, they were like, Dave, you're moving studios. What's one of the first things you want in the studio? I said, I want decked out with a bespoke light show for people to enjoy. And that's what I've got. You might be able to see this, but we've got lights everywhere, all around every corner of the room. We've got lights. I'm uplit. There's red lights everywhere. And it's just going to be a good time. And I feel that's an important thing in a studio to have sweet lights. As you come up the stairs and you're about to come in, there's just a nice red glow coming in and you're just slowly ushering me into the room. I just welcome people in and I, I like to show people what I'm all about early doors. What also you can't see because you guys are watching through this lens is there's a window there that whenever I pull back the curtain, the room is lit red. Men stand below the window and they just like offer me cash. It's kind of like Patreon, except in the flesh. They offer me cash, and it's always more than two pounds, may I add. They offer me the cash, and I just say, if I like them enough, I just say, come on up. And weirdly enough, you actually weren't here to produce the podcast this week. You were just standing, bang at the window with a £50 note, and I said, come on up. And instead of fucking, I let you produce the podcast, because we're friends, you know what I mean? I forgive you. We're back, and from a producer point of view, how do you feel the move will, will help us? Because people are going to see this, and, and they might think... The setup 
doesn't look as permanent as the previous setup. And how 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 would you describe that? Like, what do you think of this of the new setup? It's a lot more versatile. Versatile. I would say that behind that curtain. Mm-hmm. There's a nice little surprise for everybody. There's a nice little surprise behind the curtain because what people don't know is in the new space, we're not just set with one set. We have a tripod of sets now in here. So what you're going to get, if if you go behind the dragon's eye, you know, if you go behind there and you are a patron, this whole studio is basically just for the patrons. We've moved here to up the input to the patrons. So we're going to have a new set for the guest podcast every Friday. And we're going to have a new bespoke set for the Psychic and the Stand-Up podcast, which is also over on Patreon. So we just think it's a good time. We felt it was a good move. It's been it's kept me the last week just being flat out, getting this space ready for 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 people to come in. And, and I feel like it's starting to, to make sense. When we first moved in, it was just an empty shell. Now I've got a lot, of, a lot of curtains up, a lot of interchangeable soundproofing. And I think it sounds okay. How's it coming across to you there over with the Pretty sound? Good. Pretty all good. good happy and you can sort it and edit if there's any echo you sort this if there's any complaints about this podcast blame banks he's back just make sure you have a nice big drink there and really get all the sound through your do you want to hear do you want to hear that yeah mm. <laughs> there we go but yeah i'm feeling good man i'm feeling i'm feeling like it's like we're settling in i've also got a wee space over there to go and do actual work during the week as well i'm writing and all done so it's it, it, it's good move you know and now i just want to point out that um we don't really read comments on the podcast. We don't. Ben, you normally deal with the most of the comments. The positive ones you don't tell me about and the negative ones for some reason you feel the need to ring me about and go, hey, I guess it's... And I'm like, I don't need to hear that. But somebody had written a comment this week you told me about um, about them. They said that I was a director in 1L Studios and why am I not in the same studio that... Like Diona uses or Kieran uses for one L. Why am I in a different studio? And you know what? It was going to sound quite weird. Where I'm actually not in the same building. We're all under the same roof. It was all part. I feel like Michael Arteta. It's the master plan. You know what I mean? It's the process. Master plan's probably an inappropriate phrase to use. Was the master plan something that that Hitler did? Was that his kind of move? Was the master plan? He I knew he liked the master race. You know, but. I don't, I, I don't know why I popped them. <laughs> Big up the master race. But um, that was all part of the plan. Unfortunately, again, to whoever made that comment, I respect it. I appreciate you looking out for me. But also, I had a lease in the previous place. And whenever everyone else moved, it didn't have a lease. Hey, I still had a lease for another few months. So I had to kind of stay here. But it is what it is. We're here now. Sometimes the, uh, the destination doesn't live up to the journey. And the journey doesn't live up to the destination. But I don't really know what that means. We're here now. This is our new home. And how do you feel from a producer point of view? Do you feel more comfortable on that side of the mic? I feel very close to you, but yeah. Yeah, because listen, this is one of the first things we bought was a new table. Now, you might remember the old Slag Eye table. It was a very sexy black and wood table. But we just we got a round table this time around. And you know what that is? For guests. Again, when we bring guests into the Sly Guy podcast and we bring guests onto the weekly podcast over on Patreon, it just is more conducive for conversation. Because see, in the last one, a straight desk, it was you just had to look at each other like that. Couldn't really be seen in the camera. So here we go. Got a round desk so we can get more of us in for you guys. And I'm excited. It's a nice time. I've spent way too long in this bloody room over the last week. And I'm just glad now that this is the day that we had scheduled in to record the podcast and we've somehow met it you know we've met the um we've met the what's the word i'm looking for the not time scale is it time scale we've met the time scale the deadline we hit the deadline and we've succeeded because i was a bit worried that we mightn't have had the soundproofing up or we mightn't have had some of the other bits and bobs together the light show i was worried we might have the light show working it's all going and here we are, and this is this is our new home. So, guys, thanks again. If you've been with me from back in the day of doing the weird podcast in my garage, to being here in what I believe will be our this mightn't be our final form, but it will be our final destination. I believe. I think at some stage you need to make a return mm-hmm. to the city of Bangor with the podcast. No. Listen, we all know my love for the city of Bangor. We all know how much I love the city of Bangor, how it is home. 
The only thing is Hollywood. It's a good Hollywood. I I, I would describe Hollywood as a good stopgap. You know, it's good for people slightly closer to Belfast. So for guests, it's easier to come down to Hollywood for the day than it is to travel the whole way to the city of Bangor. Plus, some of the guests that I've had in the podcast, I wouldn't actually allow access to Bangor. I wouldn't want them to be in Bangor. I wouldn't want them to know where I live in Bangor. So I think it's safer to just keep them at a neutral location here in Hollywood. And um, I just I just know you want an easier an easier commute to the podcast, which I mean I think fifteen minutes from your house to here is a bit much. Did they not offer you the run of the Queen's Parade when it was built though? You could have the pick. Yes, but it's still getting guests there. There's only so often we can have Foy Vance in the podcast if we used to go to Bangor. Just be Foy Vance and Gary Lightbody flat out every single week. Which I mean wouldn't make for a bad podcast, but you know, it is. It is what it is. But I'm feeling good. Yeah, I'm relaxed. I'm feeling. Uh, I'm feeling fresh. I'm. It's good to have you back. Can I ask, um, from your producing mm-hmm. perspective, have you been listening to the podcast over the last few weeks, or I have been. You have, and how, how have you found them? Very enjoyable. Really? Yep. I was going to say I thought the last one was shit. Maybe not shit. The two, two, not last one. The one before that, I thought that was potentially the worst solo podcast I've ever done. And then I noticed numbers on the YouTube have dropped, and I want to address that. I want to address that because I feel like there's a conspiracy against me right now. I hate to sound like one of those tinfoil hat guys, but I've started to do another podcast with my friend, William Thompson. It's called Are You Ready? It's a wrestling podcast. It goes out in the same channel as this podcast goes out on, and both episodes have been blocked by YouTube. YouTube are trying to usurp us and screw us. Ben, there's a risk we might lose our channel. And if that happens, we'll have to start from scratch. It's not ideal. No, it's not ideal, but we can keep challenging YouTube. Or what we could do is just not put videos into any more of the Are You Ready podcast for the sake of saving the channel. Because the channel has grown a lot in the last few while. It's been a lot of work to get there, but we'll keep going. Would you be sad if we lost the channel? Yeah, we mm. sad to start again. Yeah, it'd be, it would be sad. And then all those old videos and all we put up and stuff would be... But this is why I'm saying, people, get on the YouTube, subscribe, help us not get killed by YouTube, help us not get killed by the man, isn't that it? We're just a little independent podcast trying to make people laugh of a Thursday or a Wednesday if you're a patron, more so when you're wet. We prefer to make people laugh on a Wednesday than we do on a Thursday because the patrons we care about more than just you regular freebie little freeloading bastards out there. But anyway, get you, get get subscribed to YouTube and enjoy it. It's going to be a lot of fun over there. It's going to be a good time and it's nice and what are you doing over there your eyes look real are you looking at the youtube channel or are you doing yeah. something else just looking at the youtube channel. and what, what do you see over there nice comments and uh videos doing decent enough yeah i think so apart from the blocked ones yeah the blocked ones but listen we'll get past that one day i don't know whether it's vince mcmahon himself is coming to get us because you know, hopefully he is coming to get us and then we end up making allegations against Vince McMahon and he has to pay us hush money of three million pounds because that seems to be what he does. I would I would take that, you know, I would take that quite, quite, quite comfortably. So he's only getting a new studio, that's, that's what's going on then? Yeah, I mean, maybe that's what's happened. I've, I've just agreed to deal with Vince McMahon, being like, listen, all's good, we're moving studios. It is what it is. And that's a good thing too. You see the studio? It is actually going to be a little bit dearer than the old studio, but hey... You get what you pay for, don't you? And how do you feel in terms of the... What What do you think are the benefits of the new studio compared to the old ones, Ben, from your point of view? First? Yeah. Parking. Parking. There you go. You didn't like the parking before, did you? What, in the old one? Yeah. Because there wasn't any? Correct. We just <laughs> did the park on the high street in Hollywood. We actually did have a space to park in. If you recall, did you hit your wing mirrors the first time you parked down there? Yeah. Yeah, and the thing about that also is there was a car park which was in my lease that said you have access to this car park. Then during COVID, the car park got just a load of outside seats built there by Paddy McDonald, no less. He built these outside and took my car park, which was included in my rent. So, I mean, guys, I should probably, if they don't give me my deposit back, so help me God. They'll come for them for their car park. Yeah, I will go and I will burn Paddy McDonald's. Um... Seats down. As near says house down, but that'd be entirely completely out of order. <laughs> I wouldn't get me anywhere and Patty would probably come and kill me afterwards. But I would I would burn the seats he built down just out of out of principle. But um yeah, it's a bonus. And what about the steps? Are you happier to be not have to do They're 
there's probably a similar amount of steps, but they're not vertical. Yeah. Which is very helpful. Yeah, it's definitely helpful. And the toilets as well. Like, you know, you can do I mean, poos and peas in there. There's a peck of toilets. I mean, it's quite... A peck of toilets? Peck. Oh, a peck of toilets? I thought said a peck of toilets. I was like, does that mean like a fucking herd of geese or whatever they say? Or gaggle of geese? There's a peck of toilets in this place. But yeah, there's a couple of bugs. Basically, the one thing that is weird, one of the toilets is just in the kitchen. So, like, if you want to take a big turd and then someone has to just cook your lunch, it's not really ideal. But I do insist upon doing shit there with the door open when people just out of out of social, you know, interaction. I'm just a social guy. I'm a social cat. I like to talk to people, and that's that's how we do it. So it is what it is, and, and here we are. All good. But you know what's not a fun experience? I had actually forgotten about moving out of... I was on my holidays in, I think, like, 40-degree heat in England, just sweating my dick and balls off flat out for an entire week and then towards the end of the week I just had like an epiphany I think that's the phrase I'm not sure exactly if it is but you know when you just remember you're like oh fuck I have to move out of my office and into this new office next week so I had like a week to get out of the old office so I as soon as I got home I had to like start clearing out and I didn't really have any help getting cleared out that much which was a bit of a bollocks because you I asked Ben to help and he actually I think I texted him and was like could you come and help me move some stuff out of the office and I think you re- replied fuck off I think is what your text said would that be I right? said would you alright okay would, would you would you fuck off and I was like alright sweet so I had to then go and like unscrew all the desks take down all this all this furniture and can you imagine how sweaty I was all soundproofing up and down the stairs you didn't have to naked though I know, well, it was extremely hot, so I felt being nude would have helped, you know, also, and it's directly opposite a police station, so that gave me a kick as well, the fact that I was just naked, right, like, literally taunting the police with my balls and dick, you know, being like, hey, guys, come and arrest me, and would you believe it, shockingly enough, they didn't do fucking nothing, the police, would you believe it? So, yeah, I was, like, I thought it was Tom Smith, my, my Fitbit thought it was Tom Smith, the amount of stairs I was covering that day, I was up and down the stairs like nobody's business, and it actually kick-started my... My health surge that I'm on at the minute. I don't know. Again, you've not seen me in a while. Do I, and you could be honest. If it, the answer is no, it's no because what's happened is, is the last time you see me, I got way fatter, and then now I feel like my weight's going down. I'm feeling fit. I'm feeling healthy. I'm hitting my steps. I'm feeling good. But do I look any? any do I look any better shape? Do you look m- more lean and taut? Nice. I like that. That's that's good because I would have appreciated also if you had just said no. You just look the same. I'd have gone all right. That's. That's fair, that's your opinion, but, you know, that's where we're at. So, yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm on, I'm on a bit of a diet at the minute. I'm trying to um, lose weight. Now, I know over the years people have listened to this podcast and it's been a constant kind of struggle of mine and I've been on fad diets, I've lost weight, I have put weight back on, and blah, blah. I feel this time I've had a real, like, eye-opener and I really want to really make the change. And this week I've... You know, had a really good healthy week. So with any luck, I'll not get any injuries or any flipping colds or anything to kick me off. And I'll hopefully, you know, fire fire through it and actually get the pounds off. You know, my target is to lose 25 kilograms, which whatever that is, I don't know what that is in stones. I don't know what it is in pounds or ounces. Um, Are you going to Google that over there? It's 3.9 stone, so... Four stone. Four stone. Well, I mean, I think that's very achievable. It's a lot of weight, but I feel like I could I could get that off. Your daughter's probably. Yeah, my daughter's about probably four stone. I've lost seven already. So Google whatever that is. Seven kilograms, and that's since I got back from holidays three weeks ago. So, and that's just from. One point one. Nice one point nine stone. Nice, but um, it's funny too because. I normally, like this week, for example, I got got, got up, I had a really good week this week. I ate well, I trained hard, I did all my, st- I got my steps in. I was up and down to this office flat out, you know, so I was putting in the manual labour, a lot of painting and decorating this week. And when I got in the scales, I was expecting to have lost potentially another two to three kilograms. Nothing. If anything, I put on a kilogram and I was like... When did you weigh yourself? First thing, Monday morning. Have, have you been to the toilet yet? I did a poo and a poo. no, I didn't do a poo yet. I did a pee. That's where you've gone wrong. Yeah, but I don't know. I did it and it made me cross. And in the past, I would have gone. 
this is it, I'm, God meant me to be fat, which is always my excuse, and it's like, God, God wants me to be fat, and then I just go, I'm going to do what God wants, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, give me McDonald's, and then this time I went, you know what, God, not today, mate, and I went, I'm just going to go and get some porridge into me, and I'm going to walk the dog, and I'm going to walk the dog in reverse, you know that mean? and I don't mean like I'm walking him backwards. <laughs> I'm not moonwalking with a dog, but I'm going on the reverse route that it would usually go. So normally you go down a very steep hill to start, and then you have a, a gradual incline. Whereas I went down a gradual decline and up a very steep hill to finish, and I got sweaty. See, a lot of people lose weight. They're like, "Why are you losing weight?" Oh, the, or the kid from a health, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Prove God wrong." Yeah, fuck. They, they just they just say, "God, listen, you're not you're not getting me. I know you want me to eat." the breakfast bap from McDonald's. I know you want me to get a breakfast bap, maybe even a McMuffin as well, you know, just to double up. Cause, but I don't know, I just I just think it like, it really hit me that it was like, I am fat. <laughs> and just like, I've been fat. You know, I've been fat for a long time and I don't really want to be fat anymore. But usually I find with my weight that it's a bit of a vicious cycle because I get down about something or I'm really friggin' optimised and something else and for that little bit of pleasure I eat obviously not a little amount but I eat and then that sort of sets me back because once I eat I'm sad again so it's like a temporary lift to just be miserable again so this time around I was like you know what I'm, I'm damned to get this off me and I just keep thinking about my girls too my, my, my four year old starting big school and by big school I mean P1 not like actual she's not going directly into grammar school um, at four years old but she's starting primary school and I don't want to just be that fat dad that can't do stuff you know what I mean I don't want to be the dad that doesn't compete at like sports days I also want to be the dad that when he goes to pick her up from school he can just do it in a speedo if he wants someday I don't want to just be the dad that you know if I want to go to the, the, the primary school in my speedos and collect my daughter I can do that you know I don't want her to be made fun of because her dad's disgustingly fat and yes if you've been listening to me on any podcast for about the last month you'll have heard me say that my mum called me the fattest person she'd ever seen in her life which is such a load of bullshit because I've been on holidays to Florida with her, so I know she's spoofing. But I, I, I want to spite her, you know. I want to spite my mother. That's an, so God can can suck it on one hand, and my mum can suck it on the other, you know. And that's that's my two motivations. Normally, like yeah, yeah, my kids, I want to be alive for them. Fuck that. That's that's the, the down the line. If fuck God, fuck my mum. There you go. And in fact, fuck them both together. Do you think that's a thirty-year-old thing? What do you mean? Getting that point where you go, I need to lose weight. I don't know. I, th- I think you cruise through your twenties, being like, <sighs> I literally walk around the block and I've lost weight. And once you're your thirties, you go, "Fuck, this is a lot harder to." Shift. Yeah, but I don't know. Do you have, do you have any? Because I know sometimes, like you are a man who doesn't need to lose weight. Like I look at you and go, "You don't need to lose weight." But there are occasions where you would be on like little fads of like, you're you're doing your training, you're. Like I would say, would you like a coffee? And you're like, no, nah, I've got my coffee with me. Now, what, what's another thing? See if you want to make a coffee here. You can, the new space. You don't have to bring it with you. Just if have you to want. talk to you sitting on the toilet with the door. Right Just have to talk to me. Shit. And another thing I do, which is weird, is I don't keep my dick in the bowl. When I'm doing the shit, I like to air it. So if I need to pee, I'll tuck it into the toilet. But... You know, if I'm just doing a shit, I'll have my dick out as well. So you can see my dick and smell my shit. And you bring the milk in with you. So they have to come in to get away top. I do. And I mean, if I'm not pissing, you're going to see my dick as well. So it is is what it is. Which, by the way, speaking of seeing my dick, um, (laughs) my show is called Bits and Pieces, right? At the Ulster Hall and the tour I'm doing, whatever else. I did an interview with the Sunday World about (laughs) the show. Did an interview, it's all good, that's fine. Then they go to me, they're like, that was a fun interview, Dave. You know, the guy that interviewed me, Richard, top guy, I've, I've been interviewed by him before, a lot of time for him. The headline of the article was, Dave wants to show you his bits. Never once in that interview did I say, I'd like to show people my bits. Never once. But that's it. Now, if you don't know me, or you don't know that I'm a comedian and you just happen to see a guy in the Sunday world going, I want to show you my bits, the next line is likely to say, was arrested by the PSNI, had his hard drive taken off him. But that wasn't it. Now, what is weirder as well about that, if you don't know I'm a comedian and you see the picture they took of me, 
Um, it was just me in a graveyard, you know. I was about to say, the photos that go with it, it does look like you've been arrested or something or don't yeah. look out. If you see this man hold your children tight and cross the road. Because what happened, right, was I did the interview and normally what happens with, with interviews like that is they'll take some of your promotional pictures that you've had done or something off your agent's website or something off your own socials. They'll put the pictures up. I got a phone call being like, Dave, we feel that this piece about you wanting to show people your bits would be best accompanied with a bespoke photo shoot. And you know I love anything bespoke. You know I can't say no to Once the word bespoke is mentioned, I'm in. So he rang me and he's like, listen, I have a photographer coming. And I went, okay, I mean, he must be excited to see me. But he's like, yeah, he's coming. Where can he Where can he find you? And I said, in Hollywood. And he was like, all right, okay, where in Hollywood? And I said, I'm in my new office. I'm moving at the minute. I'm moving in. I'm here all week, flat out, getting the light show and getting the painting and all done. Send him there. I'll throw a change of clothes on me. We'll go for a photo shoot. And he was like, sweet. So I went down. I met the photographer. He was like, where do you want to do this photo shoot? And I said, I didn't want to do a photo shoot you guys said you want to do a photo shoot so wherever you just want to do a photo shoot i'm happy to do a photo shoot and he's like do you have an office up there and i said yeah i do and he goes we'll do a shoot, photo shoot in the office and i was like okay say photo shoot more so he's like all right we'll just get started on this photo shoot so they came up to the office which at that point was just bare bones really and um, i painted one wall white and one wall a secret color that you'll see if you subscribe to patreon see the guest episode but um it was very bare and he was like what's that and then he re- looked over the corner and it was a box of dildos. No, he, it wasn't. He looked over the corner and it was a picture <coughs> pardon me, of the poster for my Bits and Pieces show, which was in the background of the old Slag Eye podcast and I'm sure I'll feature somewhere soon. And he said, can I get a photo of you putting that poster up on a wall? And my first thought was, how self-indulgent? <laughs> like, there's going to be a photo of me putting, hammering a framed picture of myself onto a wall and then he was like that's great so there was a photo of me like hanging it on the wall like he took loads like that and then he goes stand beside it so then I stood beside it and he goes make a silly face so I made a face like that I was like what's a silly face so I went like this a bit in the photo and it just is like the most horrible little stupid smug photo of me you'll ever see that he took and he put that beside another photo so once he did that photo shoot he was like right he goes I've, and his, the, the photographer's exact words were, man, I'm so fucking sick of unnatural light. I want to see you basked in God's sun. And I said, don't you don't you talk to me about God right now because f- I'm here to spite God, all right? Fuck him. So he's like, right, well, where where would be good for a photo shoot? And I'm like, we're in Hollywood. I said, like, you know, we could go down to the beach. You know, we could, you know, basically go anywhere. We could get up the high street. There's the Maypole. You could do that. And he's like, what's that over there? Points over the Priory graveyard i'm like what's the old priory and a graveyard and he goes nice we'll go over there get some photos of you in the graveyard i'm like all right well this is going to be definitely a different tone to what i expect the article to to be having done the interview you know it's an article entitled dave wants to show you his bits and now i'm in a graveyard first thing was he's like can i get you lying on that and he pointed behind me as this big flat stone thing turns out just a full gravesite, you know, flat, like a tomb, almost. He's like, could you lie on the tomb? I'm like, could I lie on the remains of, of a person and get a hilarious photo? No, probably not going to do that. And he's like, yeah, that's probably fair. What about, since you're a comedian, would, I mean, this is a line, whenever you're a comedian, you hear, you automatically know that the answer is going to be, you know, no, it isn't, you know. And the statement is, wouldn't it be funny if, no. It wouldn't. And what he said it would be funny if he goes, wouldn't it be funny if we got a photo of you just poking your head out from behind this gravestone? And I was like, yeah, it would be funny, but it would also be entirely out of context from anything I'm doing. Like, I'm not just hanging about graveyards. If I was doing an article being about, you know, Northern Irish comedian Dave Elliott admits to loving to absolutely hang around graveyards, that would have been funny. And then just me poking my head out behind the tombstone. You know, like, like Uncle Andy, that would that would have been funny, but not f- to promote a show in the Ulster Hall with nothing to do with me being in a graveyard. So I said, "How about I just 
like lean against this wall. It's a pretty generic wall, albeit it's an ancient church wall. I just lean against the wall and look kind of kind of chilled out. And we got a few photos against the wall. And I think if you didn't know that I was in a graveyard <laughs> for that photo, it might have looked grand, you know. And also, what's funny too, and thankfully you put the title over my feet. I was wearing my painting shoes because I forgot to bring shoes to go with the outfit. So I'm just wearing like a pretty normal outfit with painting shoes on and thankfully they covered my feet for the article but that was a fun fun experience this week getting the photo shoot taken and the good thing about it is if I ever do anything that is slightly spooky or based in a graveyard I have a bespoke set of photos to accompany that so how do you feel about that? It adds a bit of more context to Yeah because for did you see the article? Yeah, I had a look at it. Nice. Yeah. And did you under did you, what did you think when you saw the photos, or did you Whenever get any? When I first saw it, I was fucking through Facebook and I mm-hmm. didn't see it was you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh god, it's one of those stories about fucking some weird guy. I mean, and that's called spade a spade. It was a story about some weird guy. And, and that's I not. Read, I was like, I want to show you his bits and pieces. I was just like, oh, oh it's that makes sense now. Yeah, but I wasn't because it, because it was me or because my show was called Bits and Pieces. It was just one of those times where initially you're just like, what? Oh. It was a very interesting choice of uh, title and photo and everything. Yeah, it was weird. It was definitely weird. But I mean, uh, the more like. Whenever I told the story to Catherine when I got home, I was like, yeah, yeah, I did my photo shoot. And she, for a start, she was like, why are you doing a photo shoot? And I was like, I don't know. They want to do a photo shoot, so who am I to say no to a photo shoot, you know? Can you make a point now that every time just do it in weird places? Like next time, picky pull, going on one of the swans, just... Yeah, just absolutely nothing. Dead face, just on a swan. Yeah, up the 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 diggers Samson and Goliath at Harland and Wolf for no reason nothing to do with the show at all no but by the way also and 10 out of 10 terrified heights so that would be a hilarious photo of me just being shit scared up on those oh, actually the thought of that's making me want to be sick gross but yeah I'll do weird photo shoots going on maybe like the next one just fully being drag with no no context as to why I'm in in drag nothing you know? to do with anything would be very amusing yeah. speaking of drag actually there's a lot of stuff in the in the news this week about, about drag I don't know what the drag acts reading children's books to children what are your thoughts on that you don't have to go to it if you don't want to go to yeah, it yeah I mean again there you go I think you have just nailed it on the head see the fact that it's a thing see if, if here's the thing see if a show is put on and people see it and go oh yeah I'd like to go to that show and buy tickets to see it more power to them good luck but see if people don't like it don't be going out of your house and all. Getting, go, getting, I mean, I was going to say, the saying some of the people that are protesting this probably haven't gotten the shower. But, like, get in the shower, get yourself dressed, you know, going up and, and protesting. This is disgusting. This is sodomy. I'm like, well, it's just reading a book. Like, you know, I don't think there's sodomy featured. At, you know, I don't think the book reading's like, right, here's Jack and the Beanstalk. Let me at your wee butthole. You know, I don't think that's going to happen. And I don't know if drag queens necessarily are renowned for, you know, chomping up little buttholes after they read books. I don't know, Ben, do you know more about drag than I do or something that I may be missing out on? I know very little about them. Would it be something that would excite you to learn more about the world of drag? Could that be something maybe we could investigate? Since we've got this new space, we're going to turn in more content. Could we just get into the drag world? Sure. Nice. You heard it here first from the red light district in Hollywood. We're just going to make our way out into the drag just world. Just expecting a curtain to drop and then these drag queens come forward from it. Listen, the the drag queen. I actually do. That's all these. The, the thing about it is, you don't know water behind the curtains in this room. Like you, we had, we could potentially just have loads of drag queens just in a corner, in, in ready to just yeah, get you, eat your button all, just because they get lower down. But you actually did look at the ceiling there, like oh fuck, where they're coming from? Could be anywhere. Because apparently that's what they do. Eat butts. Read Kate's and eat ass. That's what they're at. Is that, is that what the book's about? That's... Well, no, I think, like, Rumpelstiltskin. They'll read your Rumpelstiltskin, then they'll crumple your foreskin. That's what the drag queens will do. Watch out. And see if I was in the toilet with my willy out, I'd be chomped. No one's had a chance in hell. But you know what? I actually think this... You know, it's, it's grand to do. And if there was a drag queen reading storytelling time in Bangor would I bring my kids to it 
probably have seen Oxford. No, I probably would. You know, I'd be open to it. I wouldn't be against it. You know what I mean? I wouldn't be against it. And I like the fact that, you know, this is another thing too. People like drag queens sexual, are sexual. Like, they would be a sexual act in an over-18s club. I don't think, like, they're coming to read a book to a kid in the library, like, swinging dildos. You know, I don't, th- I don't think that's happening. What I would say, though, about drag queens has been something that I have noticed for quite a long time. Don't you ever notice this? They should calm down a little bit with their dancing. Like, see, when you see drag queens dance, I always wonder why don't they injure their elbows more or shoulders because they really fucking... They throw moves, like... I think that's kind of the point, though. What? Very over-the-top with the dancing. Yeah, but there's over-the-top and then there's potentially... You know, overextending joints. You want more like dad dancing going on then? No, I like fluidity. I like to imagine my body turns into water when I hear a dope beat. So, you know what I mean? People are going, oh, what's a dope beat? Like, I don't know, some, like, anything Will I Am's produced, you know, I've got a feeling that gets me going pretty hard. Some Pitbull, Mr. Worldwide. Yeah, I'll drop a few bombs to that, you know what I mean? But I like it whenever the body's, like, lucid, you know? Like, I've never seen a drag queen be fluid. It's always like, and it's like, oh, shit, I think I've... Fucking, that hurt. I really did hurt. (laughs) There's my point, exactly. You just, oh. Drag queens are too aggressive, and the dance moves are too much, and that really hurt. Edit that out, please. I'm a dick myself there. Oh, unless they're stretched, unless they really warm up. Yeah, they're just sitting behind a desk, flinging limbs about. <laughs> but a bit more prepped to than that. Yeah, you'll be on the podcast next week with the sling, being like, oh, I tried to do the drag queen, like, punch and grab, and, like, and I just mean that's the dance move, it's not what they do to children. <laughs> you know, it's like, they're not just ne- knocking them out and fucking them into the back of a van. I, re- I genuinely half hurt myself. And that just shows you I've not been doing a lot of shoulder exercise since I've been on this diet and I definitely need to do more. I was sore. How do we get on to drag queens? Talking about you and drag queens. You you talked about the book thing you're doing? Yes. And listen, there may or may not be a guy appearing in something soon talking about his favourite book for book week. There is this guy. So get ready to hear about a lot of Mills and Boone books here because I'm all about that sexy before bed reading. Very nice. Yeah, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have thrown as much in that, Ben. You know, I shouldn't have done that. But I'm a physique guy. And that's what physique guys do. And that's another thing. See, now we're in a new space. We need to get a meeting. You and me, we need to get down. We need to get a meeting. We need to get things planned. We need to get some merch yeah. sorted because there's been a couple of people have been in touch and if you have been the person that's been in touch about merch please DM me again because I've lost all the messages um, I don't want to get some merch sorted I don't want to get some stringers out because it's a physique guy summer yeah we might miss summer but yeah you know what here's the thing about physique guy summer it's not actually just it's like I hate when people are like oh summer's nearly over every day is a summer if you're if you've got your nipples out and they're pierced and you're wearing a vest so I'm saying, would you get your nipples pierced if I got you a vest? What about that for Patreon content? We'll go to the we'll go to the tattoo par- parlor and get our nipples pierced. Yeah, if we get enough, we'll we'll go together and get them done. Like, wow! So so we've just said that we will get our nipples. How many patrons would would we get to get our nipples I'm pierced? Have to go extremely high here. Right. So what are you going <laughs> to say? Hold me this. Okay, a thousand. A thousand. Right. We're at, we're two hundred and thirty at the minute. So a bit to go. But if we get the thousand, we'll better go get our nipples pierced. <laughs> there you are, and like that, we'll hold you this. What what date? What episodes? This what dates are going out on? Let me check. I've actually disconnected my shoulder. I really believe, <laughs> and I wish I had enough. Um. So yeah, Thursday the eleventh of August, twenty twenty two. Hold us to that. That's the day we're getting our nipples pierced if we, you've heard it here first we'll get our nipples pierced if we get a thousand patrons that means you have to hold off getting yours done now yeah I mean I'm, I was going to what, what the grand plan is um, what we'll do we'll get one nipple pierced if we get the thousand if you get the two thousand we'll get another nipple pierced if you get the three thousand we'll get a Prince Albert <laughs> and if we get the four thousand we will get a chain and connect everything together 
So there you go. If you know anybody that wants to see us get our nipples pierced. <laughs> Woo! Join the Patreon. www.patreon.com forward slash slag podcast. We just lost loads of Patreons now. I know. Definitely everyone drops out to be like, no. I mean, I was going to think too... If we get the 5,000, you would just get, you know, one of those dildos with like a tail, like a horse's tail on the end of it, and just put up your bum and waddle around with all these piercings. And nice time. How long have we been talking for here? Feels like it's been a long time. 45 ish. 45 ish, which as we all know, everybody is 45 in. Irish. Correct, Irish. Cross community, all love here. Let's do some questions. Is there anything else you want to talk about or plug before we go? No. I am happy off getting the questions and getting home. Get home to your family. Yeah. Nice. That would be ideal. Nah, fuck them. Missing them. The drag queens have stolen them. Stay in the <laughs> You're red gone. Light Straight, stay in the red light district and just have a good time. Um. Let's see. Uh, Naomi has said that's some erection and sent me a link I don't know if it's worth hitting oh wow I mean this is appropriate because we've spent a lot of time chatting about graveyards in this a grandma's dying wish was to have a giant dick on her grave there you go there's a photo Ben you can you can pop this up on the on the screen for people and no no, I didn't see this because again if there was a giant dick um, gravestone I would have definitely got on top of it and got a photograph for sure Um, but it's a lot of fun Um. Indeed, right? Okay, yeah. I mean, you know what? It's a weird, it's a weird wish from this granny to have, to have, a big dick, on her gravestone. You know, it's definitely a weird thing. Um, her name's Katharina Ordona Perez, which is nice. Her family unveiled a completed monument, a five and a half foot tall cock and balls that weighs nearly six hundred pounds, mounted to her tomb in the cemetery in Mexico, as a recognition of her love and joy for life. Yeah, I mean, it's different. Weird, definitely a bit weird. Oh wow, there we go. There is the uh, the finished piece, which kind of bizarrely, actually, Ben, you can pop this on as well. Looks a lot like um, my house. I don't know. Weird. The thing is, uh huh, that doesn't just get made. That's been planned and designed, and they've gone. No, 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 more veins. Yeah, I mean, it's like, listen. But what the thing about that is, that woman's um, family, like, she's dead. So, like, her son's probably been like, she prefers it to be more veiny, please. Um, and, I mean, there's there's no mistake in that as a penis. You know, it's not like you might be like, it's just a little, like, it's, it's a gargoyle or something, you know what I mean? Um, and what I love about it, there's, there's an unveiling of it here as well. The grave is being, her gravestone is being unveiled. By her son, I, I, nothing more. I would like. No, there's nothing I would like to do less than unveil a penis on my mother's grave. You know, I think uh, that's something I would like to uh, give a miss for sure. Um, John Joe has said, "You know the way Brazilian forward slash Spanish footballers sometimes just use their first name on the back of their shirt." If Nottingham Forest finally get this Dutch guy Horn Camp, would you be tempted to get a shirt with just his name on the back? Um, for those of you who don't know, um, the footballer whose surname is Horn Camp, his first name, and this is not a joke, happens to be Jizz. So what John Joe wants to know is would I have Jizz on the back of my shirt? And the truth is, yes, I would, because actually the very first shirt that I ever got in my life had semen on it. So I think as a 35-year-old man, I'm absolutely not against having jizz on my shirt. So let's go Nottingham Forest, sign Jizz Horncamp, and I'll just get jizz in the back. I mean, not that Horncamp's any better. Like, what's his parents doing? Being like, he'll be bullied with the surname Horncamp for sure. Like, Horncamp. Like, he's a horny camp guy. How can we name him something that's going to... Oh, stop me and but jizz. All right, jizz it is. Jizz, horn camp. Wow, welcome to the Premier League. Um, Lore has said, any plans to do any shows in Glasgow? Um, have I any planned? The answer is, um, 
no, not yet, but do I have them in my mind to do potentially towards the end of the year? Yes, absolutely, 100%. That is an option. So if I am in Glasgow, I will post about it on, on on here and you will see it. So yes, I hope to be in Glasgow by the end of the year at some point, but it's not set in stone yet like that old lady's penis gravestone. Um, Chris Reese, um, and I mean this again with love my heart, get fucked. Like, your questions melt my brain. Like, every time you ask me a question, I get so confused. Like, what was the question I got super confused at when he asked me about, like, life after death or something? Or, like, I remember really pondering it. This one is, where does a thought go when it's forgotten? Have you ever watched um, Inside Out? What is Inside Out? Uh, A Disney show. That might be the answer. Right, okay. Well, you're actually, you can also get fucked more than Chris Reese can get fucked because that's confused me. What does that mean? But it's in like, it's like a child's brain. Oh, is that the show where they're like little colourful characters that are inside? Yeah, so it's easy to learn. It keeps your attention. Okay, well, I just watch Vampirina on uh, Bluey on Disney at the minute. Maybe in a couple of years she'll be ready to... Right, okay. Bluey's done. Why is Bluey done? Because the boy who plays Bluey is too old, so there's... Just leaving it, or the girl, the boy, whoever plays the blue. Play! Blue is 10 out of 10. Yeah, blue's great. And this should be like another thing, just review. Short episodes. Yeah, listen, this is the, on the Patreon, we'll review children's television. Um, so, what happens in Inside Out? Explain to me where a thought goes when, when you've it, forgotten it. It's basically like memories and emotions and things, and as you get older, they change, and when you're a teenager, you have different emotions, and then things get left behind and they kind of blur out as they get forgotten about so basically nothing happens to them they just erase they just get fucking forgotten about it's not that deep oh shit alright fucking hell Ben it's not that fucking deep Chris so they just get forgotten about I think is the answer but again you've you've got me pondering and then I don't want to start thinking about the metaverse or any of that shit because that confuses me even more Um. Joel McGonagall has said, will you be applying for Big Brother 2023? No, Joel, I, I won't be, although I do think I would I would do well in Big Brother. I think I'd be an entertaining guy. I would find it difficult, though, um, being filmed 24-7 with my unique toilet technique. I feel like shitting with my dick out of the bowl would probably be considered, uh, you know, inappropriate and indecent exposure. But listen... Anyway, um, Jack Reardon has said, Hey, Papa Bear, not a question, but just to say that I told a couple of people I met on holidays in Egypt to listen to your podcast. Hopefully, you'll become the new Mr. Worldwide. Love the podcast. Love you. Keep it up. Hey, Jack, that's the most classic thing I've ever read. I'll keep my eyes peeled for potential Egyptian listeners. Um, and hopefully we can become big for the likes of like Mohammed El Nani and, and Mohammed Salah. You know, hopefully those guys will get into the podcast and we'll have a lot of fun. But um, I have big respect for Egyptians and hopefully we can, you know, show you a feral time. Like that, did you? A feral time? Feral? Feral? Like a. F- yeah, no, no, no. You get it, yeah, or no, sweet. No, Patrick Quinn is back in the UK, as Scooter would say. Um, I want to wish you massive good luck for the Bits and Pieces show. So glad to see you continue to get the recognition and platform you deserve. On a side note, (laughs) have you ever done a show very drunk? I love that real heartfelt listen. I'm glad to see you doing well, which I appreciate, Patrick. And I'm glad you're home safe and I hope you're settling in well and you're not you know, struggling in any way because it's a culture shock. He spent a lot of time in China, which, by the way, is very interesting, and perhaps I'll get you on as a guest someday because I have a lot of interest in China. I'm like Donald Trump, I have a lot of interest in China, and you could be the man to, to fill my brain with knowledge. Why are you looking at me like that? Well, see, when I mention my brain and knowledge, you just sort of go, you just you say I'm not a knowledgeable guy. I didn't say a thing. Uh, sometimes a look speaks a thousand words, Benjamin. Anyway, um, have I ever done a show very drunk? Yes. The only show I really ever do drunk is the Lavery's Christmas, Comedian's Christmas Do. 
and I haven't done it in the last few years because of COVID. So, you know, I'll probably do it again drunk and yeah, if it ever comes back, we will do that. But that's the only show I really do drunk because the thing about it is, right, when I first started doing stand-up, I had to drive to a lot of gigs, so I just didn't get into the drinking element of it. And I do treat it a bit like it's a job. You know, now I wouldn't like to, it's not a social thing for me. I go, it's, I like to work my material, like do my jokes. I like to go home to my family, you know, so I don't really drink. And now, thankfully, I think it could be one of those things that if you do it drunk, you have to kind of, you believe you can only do it when you're drunk. You know, it's kind of like, you know, whenever I'm, you know, having sex. Um, Ian has said, why was everything better in the 1980s? Because I was four, mate. You know, that's uh, a good a good description there. Um, by the way, let me just point out, I've gone on to Ian's page and I've seen some of his art and he has actually done a mural just, um, just beside our new studio here, I've seen. So, very nice. Ian, but you know, the 80s were just better, generally. I was created in the 80s and, you know, the world became a better place um, after after that. Keith has just shared, looks like some sort of tiling work with me. Respect, Keith. Um, and Sam has asked the last question today, who's the greatest rapper of all time? Um, again, you don't want to get into this too much because each to their own, they have an opinion you know, there's different things to weigh up. For me, I would say the best rapper that I like to listen to the most is um, is Dr. Dre. Now, people will not necessarily say that he is the best rapper, but in terms of, like, his albums and his music, he's my favourite, so probably Dr. Dre. Um, but in terms of an MC, it's hard to look past the likes of, of Ice Cube, really, Jay-Z, you know, other guys. But old school rap's definitely better than new school rap. Current rap is shite. Any new song? Hey, hey, fuck off! Give me a fat beat. Talk about hoes and lowriders, and just get Snoop Dogg coming on to go shit. And then that is a great song. So, guys, thank you for listening to the first podcast in the new studio. It's one in one in the can. I nearly said one and done. Hopefully, it won't be. Will you be back again, Ben? Are you going back to the caravan and go force me to do solo podcast by myself? Might go back in hibernation for a while. This is quite tiring on me. Right, okay, well, I mean, you, you can't work, um, you know, once every three months. It's not really, it's not a feasible thing, so hopefully... There are certain people in this country who do. I know, the politicians. Oh, classic, but listen, there you go. That's all good. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Subscribe, buy tickets to the shows, and I'll see you about soon. Cheers. I'm the slack guy.